Welcome to Caribbean Storytime with your host, Yolanda Marshall. Tune into various discussions about our beautiful culture, books, authors, recipes, and everything Caribbean. Your children will enjoy reading with Miles on Caribbean Storytime. Welcome to Caribbean Storytime, and I'm your host, Yolanda Marshall. It was such a pleasure speaking to a multi-talented author, Marjoanne Kennedy. She's a native of Washington with Trinidadian and African-American roots, an award-winning entrepreneur, writer, performer, director, educator, and producer of both film and the stage. I am looking forward to many projects she's working on. Um, Such a great contribution. Uh, Her books, Kalalu, is a series. um, The titles include The Legend of the Golden Coquille, Kalalu, the Trickster in the Magic Quilt, Kalalu, a Jazz Folktale. Here's Marjoanne Kennedy to give us more of an insight into her creative world. Hi there, this is Marjuan Kennedy, and I am the author, CEO, and co-founder of the Callaloo Children's Media Series, and I'm so excited to be featured on Caribbean Storytime. Um, I am a proud Trini American, first generation, and it has really been a wonderful journey creating the Callaloo series, uh, which I began actually in 2012 as a play that I wrote. And for me, I really just wanted to explore my own Caribbean American identity and how folklore and history, culture, uh, food culture, how all of this plays a role in us preserving our heritage and connecting us to the larger African diaspora. So I've really um, taken on, you know, quite a bit over the last couple years uh, creating this content, uh, which again started as a play and um, morphed into children's books, puppet shows, um, digital content, arts education curriculum, and our Callaloo team now, uh, which started with just one person and my co-founder and business partner, Nabi Bilal, who is the illustrator of the children's books um, and really the visual mastermind behind um, our Callaloo stories and puppets. Um, We have really been working together to build a team um, in the U.S., but as well, you know, throughout the Caribbean and uh, internationally. So now we have an incredible team of performers and storytellers and designers and uh, so many people that have contributed to uh, what we know our Callaloo brand is today and just some of the places we've been uh, since 2012. uh, We've worked with um, the Kennedy Center, the Lincoln Center in New York, um, the Ryan Seacrest Foundation, the Smithsonian, even Sesame Street. Um, we 
have totally self-published and independently produced our books and all of our content, which I think is very critical for, you know, stories created by uh, black and brown people for, um, for our children as the main characters, um, because it's authentic stories coming from our own experiences uh, as children and growing up in urban cities and still trying to find those connections to, you know, the islands and uh, Africa and those traditions that um, sometimes, you know, as, as you get older as a child, um, you don't you don't see those stories, you don't see those representations in school and um, in the larger media. So I'm so happy that um, these Kalalu stories have been able to um, really touch the lives of children as well as adults. Adults love our, our stories as well um, in so many different ways. So uh, really since 2012, we've We've impacted, uh, I'd say, over uh, four or five thousand um, young people directly, and um, I'm just going to jump in. I want to share some of the stories uh, with your listeners. So each book, uh, we have three children's books in the Kalalu series, as well as a coloring book. Each book uh, highlights a folkloric uh, story and history and tradition from a specific. Uh, island or specific region and the very first uh, book in our series is called Kalalu a Jazz Folktale and this book was published in 2013 this is our very first book I'm sorry 2014 and um, it features the main character Winston and so in the Kalalu series Winston and his friends who are all New York City kids uh, first-generation New York City kids, they explore the world um, and and go on these folkloric missions um, to find um, ingredients for, for food, but also um, for a deeper purpose um, in folklore history. So let me just jump right in. This is Kalalu, a jazz folktale. On one hot New York City summer day, Winston ate a bowl of his favorite dish, kalalu. Winston's eyes were always bigger than his tummy, but there was just something magical about his auntie's kalalu. It was a family recipe passed down from Winston's grandmother to his auntie. Winston, said auntie, what you got a belly of a goat? You ate all the kalalu. Go down to the roti shop on Flatbush Avenue and pick me up some more dashing bush. So Winston walked to the subway. Delicioso, compra un icy. Delicious, buy an icy, shouted the icy lady. Woof, barked Cosmo, the neighborhood dog. While devouring two cocoa ices, Winston heard a whisper. Winston, Winston. He looked to his left to his right, and to his back. Where did that voice come from, thought Winston. He shrugged, then hopped on the train and headed to the roti shop. Sitting patiently, Winston gazed out the subway window. His little eyes grew big. Where did all the familiar buildings disappear to, he thought, for he was no longer in New York 
the now on the quaint Caribbean island of Tobago. Winston loves Tobago. He often daydreams about bathing in the crystal clear water, devouring morning doubles, and listening to his wise grandmother's stories. He loved Tobago even more than Isis and Kalalu. So I'm going to stop there with Kalalu and Jazz's folktale. But this story continues on through, um, with Winston and his adventures as he encounters some of the folkloric characters that roam the island. And this is a really great story um, because it really captures um, the history of Caribbean and Trinidadian folklore specifically and how it connects to the present in a way where kids are engaged and excited to learn about these characters and the history and traditions that come along with it and, and the power and magic that really uh, is preserved at our dinner table um, through our food traditions. So again, that book was Callaloo, a Jazz Folktale. And now I'm moving on to our second book, which is called Kalaloon, the Legend of the Golden Coquille. And this book was released in 2015, and it pays homage to the Puerto Rican folklore and culture. And uh, this book is also very special to me because um, at the time when I was writing it, um, I, I was really trying to capture the, um, the different elements of the Caribbean diaspora. And so many times, um, I think language is a barrier of finding these connections. So I wanted to pay tribute to the Puerto Rican influence, um, specifically also in New York, um, the importance of Puerto Rican culture and Caribbean culture in New York. And um, we see this uh, in this story, Winston and his best friend Marisol, who is the co-star in this book. Um, this is her, her culture. They travel to Puerto Rico to, to get some asopao, to get an ingredient for the asopao, which is a Puerto Rican dish very similar to Kalalu. So again, I'm showing the traditions and connections of food culture um, through, through the Kalaloo. Through the so I'm going to jump right in and share a couple of pages from Kalaloo, the legend of the golden cookie. Marisol and Winston magically arrived in the old city of San Juan. The sweet smells of fruits filled the air. Chiroja, tamarindo, guayaba, two dollars, shouted a market man. Hola, nene. Would you like a coco piragua? No, gracias, senor, interrupted Marisol. We are looking for the golden coqui and want to learn the coqui song. Intrigued, the market man replied, You will find the golden coqui in the cave of Tainos in El Yunque. The coquis will guide you, but beware of the chupacabra. The children took a guagua to a scooter to a wagon, which led them to the enchanted El Yunque rainforest. Searching for a coqui, Marisol called out, Hola, coqui, coqui. But there was nothing until 
Serokoki playing a guido near a tree. Hola, my name is Tito. How can I help thee? Hola, Senor Tito, replied Marisol. We are looking for the golden coqui. Do you know the coqui song? Claro que sí, said Tito. It is I who knows la canción del coqui. El coqui, el coqui, me encanta mi coqui. Ay, Dios mío, it has escaped my memory. Go to la niña falls. Rita, who sits in a canoe, will help thee. So Winston and Marisol journey to La Mina Falls. Hola, Senora Rita. We are here to learn the cookie song, said Marisol. Si, sí, nene, I know the song, proclaimed Rita. El coqui, el coqui, me encanta mi coqui. The beauty of his voice, he holds the magic key. And I will leave you there with Callaloo, the legend of the golden cookie. And this book was so much fun to create uh, because it really allowed me to learn so much about the Puerto Rican folklore and culture, and we pay tribute to um, also the Taino traditions, the indigenous traditions of Puerto Rico, and um, highlighting the characters, the the legendary folklore traditions of the coqui frog. So if you go to Puerto Rico, you can hear at night the coquis are very loud. Um, they're indigenous frogs. Um, that are really only found in Puerto Rico, and they make these little sounds, and just like you heard in the book, coqui, 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 as well as the, that character, the chupacabra, who, again, is a mythical folkloric character. So this story is very special and um, just gets young people uh, excited and learning about, you know, uh, Spanish and um, these folkloric traditions of African, um, Taino, as well as European, um, and how they all kind of come back home to New York again around the around the table. So uh, this is that was Callaloo, the legend of the Golden Coqui, um, which we also uh, published in Spanish. So you can purchase a um, a full hard copy book in Spanish as well. And finally, I'm going to share our newest release, uh, which is called Callaloo, The Trickster and the Magic Quilt. And this book, uh, we just released it in June 2018. And um, this was such, this was really <laughs> the trilogy, um, the final book in our Callaloo series, uh, for now at least. And it pays tribute to uh, African-American folklore in the South and specifically in the Gullah region of South Carolina. And um, we really wanted to make those connections for children to see how, um, Af how African-American folklore is so complex and rich and um, was created right here in the United States. And um, the Gullah culture is so incredibly important to um, the black diaspora experience, um, the black, black history in the United States specifically. And um, many adults also don't know about 
um, the Gullah culture. So we really wanted to um, pay tribute to that in this book. Um, so in this book, you'll find um, the folklore character of Bruh Rabbit, which also is can sometimes be called Brer Rabbit. And um, there are African-American quilting traditions in this book. And uh, this book features our friend Winston again and his other friend, Zoe, who travels down to the Gullahs to find a missing patch for Zoe's great-grandmother's quilt that has been passed down in their family. So this book is really um, showing the, the history and the, the legacy of um, preserving our cultural traditions um, through, in this book, through quilts, but also through storytelling, and uh, there's a lot of magic in there as well. And in this book, the food that we connect with Kalaloo is gumbo, which if you've ever had gumbo in the South, oh, it's so good. In South Carolina, New Orleans, um, those those ingredients of gumbo um, are similar to the Kalaloo. And I, I'm not even sure if I mentioned what Kalaloo is, um, so I'll just briefly tell you. Uh, Kalaloo, if you've been to the Caribbean, it's a very popular dish um, that is spinach-based. So um, usually we eat kalaloo with uh, rice or you can eat it with uh, meat as well. But it's a spinachy stew that um, really is comprised of a lot of different ingredients. So I actually named uh, the, the series kalaloo because I found that it was the perfect symbol to, um, to really show the world how Black diaspora culture, Caribbean culture, is a mixing of a lot of different things and how these stories are preserved through, um, through, our, through generations. So um, Kalaloo, yes, it's a, it's a real food that you can get in the Caribbean as well. I'm sure in Canada and the U.S., wherever there, is, there are Caribbean communities, but um, again, in Puerto Rico, they have something called asopao, which is similar. Um, and in the South, in the U.S., we, they eat gumbo. So I'm going to jump in and share a little bit from our third book, Callaloo, the Trickster and the Magic Quilt. Hi, Mr. Bro Rabbit. We're looking for a missing patch from my family's quilt. Can you help us find it? Asked Zoe. Bro Rabbit was amazed by the quilt's beauty. Sure, I can help if you help me untie this here knot, snickered Bro Rabbit. The kids placed the quilt down and began to untie the knot. No sooner had they began did Bro Rabbit disappear on the river on Grandma's quilt. Oh no, that old trickster is as good as gone, cried Zoe. He's gone to Sankofa land, the land of the ancestors, said Sis Possum. Come here, and I'll take y'all there. So Zoe and Winston did just that. They rode far onto the river as Sis Possum cautioned. The world of the ancestors is full of beauty, but danger lurks. We must return before sunset or Big Mama's quilt will be lost. 
and you'll be stuck here forever. Repeat these words three times, says this possum. If you ain't know where you come from, you ain't know where you gone. Suddenly, a calm fog surrounded them. The fog soon cleared, revealing Sankofa land. Sankofa land was a captivating land of ancestral memories, full of colorful roads, kente rice fields, and rainbow-colored griot statues. Although beauty was everywhere, there was a sense of sadness, for it was a forgotten place. Look, I see Bro Rabbit's footprint, shouted Winston. They followed the footprints down an enchanted road where they met Bro Wolf. Bro Wolf was terribly sad. Oh, I lost my shovel. It's been in my family for generations. How will I ever harvest my okra garden? Oh, cried Bro Wolf. And I will stop right there from Callaloo, the Trickster, and the Magic Quilt. And just as I was reading it, I just uh, was reminded how um, this book, um, our third book, it took us about two, uh, two and a half years to uh, create this third book. We really took our time developing this book. Um, and each book, it, there's a lot of research and a lot, a lot goes into the process. Um, and for this third book, uh, my illustrator and I, we actually went down to South Carolina and spent quite a bit of time um, collecting the stories and the oral history and the traditions, um, which really, I think, um, brings the story to life in a way where we're playing with um, this magical land, Sankofa land, um, which is really an ancestral tribute to, you know, our uh, African ancestors, um, as well as really trying to capture the folklore characters and stories that were preserved and um, created on the plantations in the rice fields um, in in South Carolina and the South. So each book um, really, um, yes, it's it's fun and it, it it's it's so great for the kids, but there's a lot of history and research and um, language and um, oral tradition that um, we've put into these books. So kids are, it's really sparking kids' um, imagination and giving them a space to uh, enjoy reading and learning. And um, that's what Kalaloo is all about. We're we're all about um, teaching our kids um, and all kids, not just black and brown kids, but um, giving them the tools to um, to become learners, to be uh, kind and tolerant of others, and to see the importance of cultural literacy and um, real equity and diversity. And when we learn about other cultures and other people, we can become friends, we can um, broaden our horizons and really be better people and have stronger communities. Um, so those are just three of the books in our series. Our Callaloo books are available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can go to our website, www.callalookids.com to learn more about our books. 
about our live performances. We do live performances at theaters. Um, we've been performing at schools for a while, but um, now we focus more on the in theaters and community organizations. So um, if you are interested in having our team come to uh, your organization, you can learn more on our website as well as uh, we're on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Callaloo Kids Official. And I think that's about it. But um, I'm really honored to be on this podcast and share a little bit about our um, Callaloo stories. And um, all of our books are also on our YouTube channel, uh, Callaloo TV. So when you purchase our books, um, kids can read along with the stories. Um, they're in English and Spanish, as well as we have short Callaloo stories um, that are kind of spinoffs of um, our characters, um, shorter stories where you can learn more about the characters and their lives in New York. So um, please do visit us online um, on our YouTube channel, Callaloo Kids TV. And I look forward to uh, continuing spreading um, our Caribbean culture to the world.